Hello, and welcome to the I've Been Thinking podcast, where everyday thoughts lead to extraordinary conversations. I got Mike with me today. How are you, Mike? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? Very, very good. Well, today we have an exciting topic to bring to the table today, but just want to say, like always, we really appreciate everybody that's been listening. Our numbers have been bumping up, which is incredible. We are on YouTube, we are on Instagram, and especially we are on TikTok. So I highly suggest you go over to the I've Been Thinking Pod username for all those, and you can check us out. Like always, we put in a discourse that migrates for each episode. Um, so you can find it in the description for each episode that we release. So definitely check those out. But we can get along with the rest of the podcast now. So today, Mike, I think we should talk about embracing change and uncertainty. And I'm wondering which one of those piques your interest more. Change or uncertainty? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Change is my selection. Okay. <laughs> why why do you why do you want to go with change first? Uh no particular reason. Okay. Sounds interesting. So let's okay, let's go with embracing change then. So to me, I think embracing change is a very important part of life. And I think a big part of embracing change is owning up to that acceptance. But it's very mm. hard to do that in certain stages of your life. And so that's what I want to talk about today of if and how you're in this stage of life where like maybe you're having change. How do you get to this point of like, can you embrace it? And also like, why should you embrace it? Hmm. Yeah, embracing change is interesting. Um, so ask your question one more time, that last part. So for embracing change, I think like, why why should you embrace change? And if you should, like how, how does that process look, at least for you? Hmm. Well, why should you embrace change? What's your other option? Everything changes. Don't, don't embrace change and just feel like you're suffering throughout everything that changes. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Everything changes. <laughs> There's nothing that doesn't change. Well, okay. wait. Let's find something that doesn't change. What doesn't change? Time. Let's brainstorm. Time doesn't change? Well, I think in respect to like time doesn't change. It's like it, it doesn't. Okay, so that's, that's a hard because time changes. But it's always a different time. But it's also like it's it's always going to be there. Like it's always expected. Mm. So hey, like I know when the next time is going to be. I feel like for change, it's almost like it's it's it goes with the uncertainty almost. Because I'm like, okay, which okay. one do you start? So time yeah. is always changing, but you know how it's going to change. So it's not uncertain. Mm. Exactly. But it is changing, just like days and nights. Right, the sun's coming up and then it's going down, so it's never the same. Yeah. And the seasons are different. Every, you know, it, the the length of your day is always different. It's never consistent. So even in nature, everything changes. So, so I see what you're saying. The maybe consistency of a change can feel secure. So some things are consistent. Uh, but is there anything that doesn't change? Like, absolutely. The, uh, the Angels haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. So that feels like one of those things that just will never change, but uh, it's probably not true. So I think we talked about, not on the podcast, but like gravity. Mm, okay. If, if, you're, if you know you're going to be on this huh. 
on this earth. Because I mean, if you leave earth, then of course, like gravity changes. If you're here, is that is that certain to be? Mm, that's a good one. Like the laws of physics. Mm. There are laws because they don't change. I yeah. like that. It's a good one. <clears> hmm. <throat> yeah. And you could say that the law of physics is just a pattern, right? You could you could describe it that way, that gravity is a pattern that is always the same, right? When something is uh, separated, it then returns back to Earth. And you that's kind of what you were saying about time, is that it's a pattern that's consistent. Um, but gravity is a good one. I like that. Laws of laws of physics don't change. Hmm. Okay. So that doesn't change. So don't embrace change because the laws of physics are set. Revolve your life around the laws of physics and you'll be happy. <laughs> you won't have to embrace any change. Yep. <laughs> no, I think, I think should you embrace change, it would be a good skill to learn. Yeah. You know, it seems, it seems difficult to go through life without being able to embrace change because things are going to change in your life. And if you don't, then you're probably just hurting yourself being stuck wherever you thought you, wherever you used to be or wherever you think you should be, not being able to adapt and uh, be flexible. So yeah, I think to me, that's a very obvious answer. Yes, you should learn to embrace change. Do you agree with that? You know, I would definitely agree. I think most people Good. would agree. But I think where yeah. the, the problem lies is when you're in a scenario where it's hard to embrace that change, maybe it's going through a tough time. It's very easy for people to say, yeah, it's okay, like you're going to get through this. You're actually going to see this as a silver lining in the future. Mm. But in that moment, it's like, absolutely. And so then like, what do you do in that moment? Because it's, it's clear that you should embrace this change or maybe this uncertainty or like whether it's bad or good. And I think the best thing to do is try to spin whatever you're in a positive situation. That's sometimes really hard to do. Yeah, and I agree that it's a good example that, yes, all things change. Maybe you need to learn to embrace change, but when something's changing that you don't want to change, that's a different set of circumstances, and that makes it more difficult. So I agree <laughs> with you. Um, and then there's kind of the question, if things are always changing, but I have something that I like, how do I maintain it, Right. If even just a relationship, let's say you have a friend you're good friends with, should your per perspective be maintain the friendship at, at all costs so that it doesn't change? Or do you accept that change will happen and that good friends are, this is maybe what I would put forward. I would say instead of being tight gripped about it, and trying to keep everything how it is because you like it or it's the way you want it to be more open-handed and say the things that I have are good and they're blessings and I'm enjoying them the way that they are. And I know that they're good. Um, but then you would have the faith that if you've been given these good things once and it is good how you, how you have it, that the change could be something that brings you new good. That's, even better or just as good or fresh or new or some other thing that you're supposed to be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that, I think that that's a compelling perspective that even if you don't want to change, believing that the good things that you do have that you're trying to hold on to could be recreated in a different way. 
Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. It's almost like having this faith that it's it's going to work out because it's worked out in the past. And even if it hasn't worked yeah. out in the past, like there's some silver lining that you can kind of take from it. Mm-hmm. So what about... Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, like, what about when your life is somewhat going on the same path over and over like it's just the same and Mm. it's interesting because i've been reading this book called the giver and some people might have read this before i'm not going to spoil anything but it's basically a book around everything being the same Um, like that's the concept everything in the same everything is the same like you actually can't even see color in this world everybody sees black and white and you like maintain the same schedule every single day there's no change there's no difference like there's no like memory almost in some sense and so with that it's like do you start looking for change because like you need it in life or people that go through life without much change because change is not coming to them in any sense like is that okay to live by that like question i would say if you're not changing what how would you describe that what were the words what are the words that you would use if something was not changing like how would you describe it I'd say you're following the same routine or pattern throughout the week. Okay, so it's the same. Um, would you say that it's? Would you say that it's dynamic? Probably be the opposite of dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's pretty static. Like you know, static. Like, there's no uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to be doing. Like the same. It's yep. the same. Yeah. Be very ordered, right? Like we were saying, mm-hmm. things are how they are, and. It's consistent, it's predictable, it's orderly. I would also add the word stagnant. If you have water that doesn't move. So a river is a good example because the river bed is static, but the water is moving through it. And so the water at that one place in the riverbed is always different. But if you have a pond or a, a pool that is static, it's not moving, it becomes stagnant water. And you can't drink it anymore. So I would say to answer your question, yeah, I think it's very difficult to be in that state, static, stagnant, uh, not dynamic, not moving. And I would ask the question, what's the difference between uh, change and growth? Is there a difference? Yeah, because like the example I think of is if you're in a company for like 15 years, in some people's eyes, it's like, are you embracing change? You've been there for so long. And someone could be like, I've been growing so much of this company. Like I, I love mm-hmm. this company. I've been actually getting and, and climbing that corporate ladder. And I've been giving these new positions that are massively impactful. So I think it's sometimes hard to tell the difference between the two because there's so many other factors at play because it's not, it's like not one dimensional. There's so many different dimensions that could fit into someone's growth. And so mm-hmm. from an outside perspective, it's like, well, Ryan goes to work every day and then he goes to the gym then he hops on a podcast and he does that right. every single week. So why is he not embracing change? He's not introducing uncertainty to his life. But like, I think it, in my opinion, change doesn't have to be big. And I think that's what a lot of people like mess up on. Change can be incredibly small, but have really, really big impact. And the model I, the, the model I like to live by quite a lot, and I didn't make this up. I've heard it quite a few times from other people. It's like, you're, you're one step away. You're one podcast away. You're one meal away. One person, like, like to me, like, that's super impactful because it's, like, it, it, instead of, like, thinking about changes, like, let me change my entire routine, like, just go one more step, maybe something, tweak it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. Yeah, no, you might see change be a big thing when you compare today versus a year ago. You can look back and say how much you've changed, but you never notice. You don't know when your hair grows. You don't notice that, right? <laughs> or like a plant outside. I got a tomato plant and I went out there yesterday and all the tomatoes were green. And I went out there today and darn it, they were all still green. <laughs> and my thought was, my, this genuinely, my thought was, man, maybe this thing's dead. I don't know, <laughs> which is a stupid thing to say. <laughs> but no, it's a good point, right? That sometimes growth is imperceptible and it's slow. And that's a, that can be a good thing. Um, and sometimes change that's very sudden can be catastrophic. Like I'm, I think about like an earthquake. It's, it's a change. The ground shakes and then everything breaks. So I think, I think that is a good point that if you try to change too much, you might break the order that you have, because that's an interesting balance. You talked about the giver, how everything was very structured and ordered. There was no newness in life. And I think that a very good way to think about things is order, order being what you know, and what's structured, and what is set. And then next to order, there's chaos. And that's the uncertainty. That's what you don't know. It's what you haven't haven't defined yet, or it's not predictable, you, something you don't understand. And so you kind of have two domains. And so you can grow in each one of those, right? You can grow in order. You can take something that's just a mess, like maybe your relationship. It's a mess and things are breaking and it doesn't work. And you can work on it and you can put it into order so that you have a better relationship so that you know how to communicate X, Y, and Z. So that can be growth, putting things into order. But then when you get to a state of order, if you just stay there and you just keep it ordered and you squeeze it and you keep it ordered, then it becomes dead again because <laughs> now it can't change, right? Putting it into order was actually a change. It was a growth. But once it gets to this state of order and you force it to stay there, now it dies. And so, so then you have to bring in more chaos. And, but that's an, and I, I love that way because I think we talked about it before. Like you can only bring so much chaos into your life because, like, you have to have something that's stagnant. And you you framed that really well in one of the other podcasts. But it got me thinking. Like, if you are you're like hugging this like staticness, embracing like not having changed so much. Mm -hmm. But because you mentioned at the beginning, like change is bound to happen. It's like it is certain that change will happen. So for you to try to have this, this sameness every single day or every single week actually is very hard and takes quite a lot of energy to try to do the same routines because life's going to throw at you. So if yeah. you are trying to hold on to this same life that you had because maybe you enjoy it, you're actually not allowing any change to come through because all of your energy is set on trying to maintain this balance that you've once had before and you can't bring anything else in. And to me, yeah. I think that's what starts to drain people. Like You start seeing people that have... Oh, really? If you look at their day, it's actually a fantastic day. But mm. at the end of the day, they're like drained. It's like, how are you drained? Like, this is a great day. And it's like, I've spent so much time trying to make sure this day lines up with all the other days. And I can see that as a problem at some point. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And it comes to a question of balance to me. It's not that order is right or that chaos is right or one is good and one is bad. It's that you need the proper balance. 
And so Mm -hmm. if your life is all chaos and let's say you move to a new city and you don't have a job and you don't have a place to live and you know nobody and you have no money, you have too much chaos, right? You've you've gone a little too far. Uh, (laughs) Now you can, you can find that place and then make order out of it. But for most people to live in that situation, that those circumstances for a prolonged period of time, you're just stressed. And we know that stress literally kills you. So having too much chaos will kill you. Uh, you'll get strung out. And, but then on the flip side, if you have too much order, you suffocate and you, you die there too. You stagnate. So you have to, like, it's not even a, it's not even an option. You have to have the balance of chaos and order. Otherwise you die. That's the situation. Mm-hmm. You either are too stressed out and die because of chaos or you're too, too static and you die of order. So you have to have a balance and that becomes very interesting, right? How do you create enough order, but then know when it's time to go do something new and take on just the right amount of chaos, just the right amount of something that you don't quite understand yet. I think that's a, that's a fascinating thing to try to understand about yourself. Have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to like, have you ever felt too ordered? Things are too easy and I need something new. Like, what do you do when you feel that way? Yeah, that, that, that hits on such a good like topic in and of itself. Like ha- finding that ba- each person find that balance. Cause like we can't, we can generalize a formula, but like you have yeah. to tweak it. There's no way you can. And so for me, I think like, I feel like we're pretty young. Most people would say. And so I haven't gone through like tons and tons of experiences as someone that's probably like double my age, but I can confidently say like when I was younger, like I felt that I don't have experience. So let me put on every single thing possible. Like it doesn't matter the chaos because I'm in this like learning phase. That's how I like approach life. doesn't matter. Just throw it on. I, like I don't, I won't have to sleep. I'll just, let me just tackle it. And like, that's a really toxic mindset. Cause yes, growth mm-hmm. and learning is fantastic. But like you said, like you need to have that balance. And I'd say not until like recently, maybe like a year and a half to two years ago, I started understanding how much I would need to actually enjoy my day. Because before it was, I don't care about enjoyment. It's more of let me go and see how many tasks I can finish in a single day. And that's how I tell you if it's a good day or not. And that's Mm. not how I approach that anymore. I can start picking stuff up and I can start recognizing, okay, I can realize that this is going to probably take this much time out of my day. And the biggest distinction is this is going to take out much how this is going to take out this much time out of my day today but if i want to be disciplined and repeat this task because that's how like really great like uh, hobbies or or not even just hobbies but like anything's formed in your life around it if you want to have something that wants to be a part of your life for a long term i stop and i i say okay this task might take me an hour today but will i keep it up for an hour every single week for the next five to to six years because i'm a very long-term thinker and if it's no I say, I'm not going to bring that into my life right now. And and a super simple example is after work, like I want to do, like I want to start podcasting. I also want to make sure I'm reading. I want to make sure I'm meditating. I want to make sure I'm working out. And the other day I heard this really great song and the guy was on the ukulele. And I was like, wow, like I used to play the ukulele a little bit. I would like, I was just motivated. I was like, let me play. And I had like some, I had a couple hours on like Sunday. I was like, maybe I can actually like play the ukulele. I actually stopped myself because I was like, yeah, I can play a couple of hours. But I know I'm not going to be happy with myself because I won't be able to keep that up right now. So I push it, even though like I have time in the present. So catch the I've been thinking podcast in six years. We'll still be doing this, apparently. 
I didn't know I was making we'll be... a long-term commitment, but uh, we will be here for the next five years. So stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> this is, and and hopefully by that point, I'll be playing the ukulele on our podcast. So how'd you get to that point of feeling like you had to have a, this very long period of consistency? Because that's a very orderly thing to do, right? If you're going to mm-hmm. take, if it's, if it's order or chaos, that's Ryan saying, I need I need order for the next five years of my life for things to be the same. <laughs> like, why, why are you there? How'd you get there? Yeah, I got there because I've, I've recognized that a lot of the things that have been the most impactful in my life and had the most meaning came from long, like longer term strategies, um, either whether it's relationships or, or doing stuff for the longer term. A lot of what I've been through in college, and I think this is a pretty popular thing, but this like shiny object syndrome of, oh, I can mm. do this and then I'll stop doing that. And so to me, I really felt like I wasn't disciplined because I would pick something up for a okay. week, be yeah. super fascinated with it. And, yeah. and at that point, I started making this thing of, okay, if I can't do this for the next even month, then I'm not yeah. going to do it. And I was like, okay, mm. in my head, I was like, it's actually very easy to do something for a month. For me, it was incredibly hard to do it for a month. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a good thing because like you're saying, if you're doing a new thing every couple of days, and you're a mile wide and an inch deep and you never get anything done, then yeah, maybe you haven't grown too much. It's an interesting perspective. I like that. But so when you, when you uh-huh. I was going to say, but then you have to balance that. Let's say you have the same routines for the next five years. I would guess that you wouldn't have the same routines. You might have a set of con- constant routines throughout all those five years, but you would be bringing in new things as you can handle them, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I definitely agree. So it's not like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be reading, um, maybe like I'm, maybe I'm reading very simple books right now, but maybe mm-hmm. I start getting really advanced, reading some advanced books. Maybe I start writing a book right. in the future. Yep. So it's always propelling the the hobby or the ne- to the next step. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm curious of how how you approach something that finds you. I, I bet there's so many things on a daily basis where like, that seems kind of interesting. What makes mm-hmm. you jump into it and say, I'm actually going to do that or I'm not. And, and maybe you pick it up for a day. I'm not sure. Like, what, what do you do? Hmm. Yeah, I'd say that there's quite a few things even lately that I've been interested in doing that I have just kind of researched or thought about, spent some time thinking about. Uh, and it's funny, the things that will catch your attention and get you excited. And then a week later, you'll have forgotten about it. And it's like, well, if that happens, then maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's not too worth it. (laughs) You know, maybe I shouldn't (laughs) follow that one. But there are some things that stick with you. And that's a, that's an interesting line between, you know, you have to pursue things for them to stick around. If you have a great idea and you don't do anything about it, is it your fault? Was it not a good idea? I don't know how to get into that right now, but I would say that, yeah, there is some staying power to certain ideas that stick around a little bit better. Um, but then there are ones that I think it it does kind of come to a point of just a decision. That's an idea. And I know enough about this idea or I'm excited about it enough that I'm going to make a decision to do it. And then once you decide to do it, you're either you're talking about discipline, you're either going to do it or you're not. And... So yeah, I don't know how I make those decisions. But that's a that's a good point that you bring up of when something pops in, do you do it right away? Or do you do you let it there and like resonate a bit? 
Yeah, or do you write it down, and then yeah. save it for later, yeah. and then find it two months I, later and go, oh, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sound really bad, but the the strategy I use kind of pertains to this. I think it was like it had to be like two years ago. I think I I think I was literally addicted to Amazon because mm. of how easily I was able to get stuff. And when I used to think of getting something, maybe like it was a Mac or maybe it was just something for like the house, I would literally wait two to three weeks before buying it to say, okay, do I really need it? And honestly, it took so long for me to get to that point, which sounds crazy because I was literally addicted. And by that third week, I'd say 95% of the stuff I wanted to buy, I would just not buy because I'm like, I really didn't need it. And I started doing that with most of the ideas I've had. It's not that they go away because it's like, you don't want to just lose out on an opportunity, but it's like, okay, doing this thing is going to require some time and effort. So let me just like sit and, and, and let me think on this for like two to three weeks. And if I'm really still that excited, it's, I don't have to lose the thought. If I keep thinking about it, it was definitely something probably worth it. Yeah, it's interesting. We're talking about uh, the type of change that we allow into our life. <laughs> we started with the conversation, what should you, let's see, how do you said it? How you said it? Should you embrace change and now we're talking about the things that we voluntarily accept as new in our life but what about all the things that you have no control over and maybe what even are those things what types of things do you not have control over you could lose your job that's a real thing somebody could dump you that's a real thing uh you could break your legs Things could happen to you. I don't know. What else <laughs> are we talking about? Things. Yeah. <laughs> you get struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a good point that these things can happen. So how, do you have tactics, like personal tactics that you use when something happens? Maybe whether it's good or bad, but happens without you wanting it to happen. How do you like, how do you approach that? Hmm. I'd have to say, no, they're not articulated. I don't have a... <laughs> I don't have a reference book that I go to, (laughs) but (laughs) I don't know if I've ever asked myself that question. Do I have a response to things that happen that I don't want to happen? Hmm. No, I don't know. I don't think I have a set way. Do you? I don't think so. I mean, I I wish I could say yes, but I I definitely don't. I think most of the time change happens. It's, it's very chaotic for me. Like as much as I, like change to happen it goes back to i like s- small change very little change so if something yeah. big happens like losing a job or um, something else happens in my life as far as like something with a health condition then it probably at mm-hmm. first i'm not gonna lie i wish i could say it's different but right now i'd probably be like like what 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 the heck like what, why like why is this happening and then i can start the phase of okay like this is probably for the better i can probably find better opportunity or maybe there's a reason why this is happening but I definitely, most of the times in my life, it hasn't been like that at first. Yeah, I just thought of a couple things that are maybe better examples of change happening than getting struck by lightning, which would be finishing college, right? Okay. You're there for four years. You kind of know it's coming. You're not really choosing it, but it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Another one would be maybe at work. You you have a project, you're working on it, and your boss just says, we're scrapping it. We're doing something else. You kind of go, all right, I guess we're changing. You don't have too much control over that. And then another would be other people. So a good friend who moves or 
or getting broken up with is a good one, right? If somebody, if you're in a relationship and somebody says this isn't working and I need to leave, that would be a change that you can't really foresee. So in all of those situations, what would it, I guess the question would be, what does it look like to embrace the change when it happens? Your friend, your, your friend moves away. Now what? Your boss changes your role. Now what? You got broken up with. Now what? Like what? Maybe not. Maybe the question is not, Ryan, what's your strategy? Or Mike, what's your strategy? Maybe we don't have one. What What should it be? If we were to think of it right now, what would be the best response? If, if we were to give ourselves advice, what would it be? How do you deal with it when things change? Okay. I like that. I'll start us off and then we'll just go back and forth then. I think that the first, the first aspect of when a big change happens during your life that's unexpected, or maybe it, it is expected, is accepting it. I think making like having this notion of okay, I lost my job. Of course, it's it's going to hit you really hard, and it's not like you can just like forget about it. But I think a lot of people still don't fully accept it, and they're like almost mm. like pushing it off. And I think you have to just embrace it and be like, you know what, this has happened, and now I can move to this next direction. Yeah, that's a good point because you can just deny things mentally, especially when somebody, like relationships are a great one. Somebody breaks up with you mm. and you kind of just don't let it die. I've probably all been there. And uh, mm. you don't, you just, you just don't accept that it's over, right? Or, or college, the person who graduates college but is still kind of living like they're a college student, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah that's a that's a good point that it's easy to just not even allow the change to be real right because if you don't perceive it you don't act like it's changed then you can kind of fake it uh so i think that's a good one it's good good to accept that's not necessarily the question that you asked at the beginning though you asked should we embrace change is that the extent of what you meant like just accept it because if I that's your it's... first if that's your first piece of advice is to embrace it well it's that's kind of the answer in the question well i think you know I, mean? I think we can it sounds like we agree that you should always embrace change so yeah. i mean i guess the original question that has been answered so then it's a matter of like what do you do for embracing that change like you mentioned like like what do we think kind of yeah. can, can get now? That yeah. yeah no i agree i, I think that's right um, yeah, if you're going to embrace change, then what? And I think what I said earlier, I agree with, which is always nice <laughs> when you agree with what you say, uh, <laughs> sorry, that if things change, it, you, you can view it as an opportunity. You can choose to view it as an opportunity. And I think it always is. And I would say, if you if you just take nature, right? We talk. I talked about a tomato plant earlier, or any other plant that it'll grow, and it makes new leaves and it makes fruit, and that's a great thing. It's a process that creates creates life. It is life. But then, every winter, that if it's a tomato plant, it'll die. Basically, it'll lose all its or a tree loses all its leaves it's change and it, it changes and it, it is not bearing fruit anymore. But if you let that tree, let's take an apple tree instead of a tomato. Cause I, I think I know more about apple trees. Okay. It's going to be small, right? 
and it won't produce any apples. And then the next year it'll be bigger, maybe one or two. And then the next year it's bigger and it's even more apples. And in between each time when it produces fruit, it, it loses all its leaves. It loses all of its ability to bear fruit. But then it comes back bigger and more fruitful than it was. So that's a fascinating thing to know. If you're going to sit in your life and say, no, I just made three apples. Don't change. I want to produce three apples forever. What are you doing to yourself, right? What what could you be that you're not allowing yourself to be, right? Or what what is there in front of you that you're not allowing yourself to see if you're not allowing yourself to change? So yeah, you accept it. But then to say, the question you could ask yourself is just what what now is in front of me? Or what 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 it what did this change or this loss prepare me for? I think that's a I think that's a good way to look at it. I absolutely love that reference. Dude, I think you nailed it with the apple tree. I'm happy you pivoted from Thank tomato you. to apple. Tomatoes wasn't right. Because yeah. that that mm-hmm. was perfect. I, I really like that because it brings me to something I feel like I go by a lot in life of like the scope that you look at things is so small. So if you picture like a camera mm. and you're super zoomed in and yep. you mentioned like you might stare at this zoomed in apple tree and you have yeah. no idea the change is happening and you zoom out of your life and you're like, wow, that part of my life was actually so small, but yet I worry yeah. every single night about like things move yeah. on. It's just like what we time moves on, like we said. So yeah. it's just a matter of like putting the scope out and saying, listen, like there's so much more to life than this small moment, this mm-hmm. small job that you got fired from. You have no idea what is going to be the next steps in your life. And just yeah. be like grateful for the stuff that you have in that moment right there. Dude, and it's funny too, because that idea of being able to zoom out and see things over more time, it's just something that you don't have when you're 18 years old, right? You just so you have no context. Like you can't look back and go, "Wow, things really do get better." And they, you know, <laughs> this isn't the end of my life. And it, like you just can't do it, like literally. And so you always hear that wisdom comes with age, and you know, I think in this realm, what we're talking about, the idea of change, it is much easier for somebody who's sixty to look back at their life and reflect on the way that they've changed and the the tough thing that happened that led to new growth that led to more fruit. You can see that over a long course of time. And so if you are, we're not, like you said, we're not that old. Even for us to be able to practice looking back at the last couple of years or whatever your time span is and see, like prove to yourself almost that, yeah, it was difficult, but then something good came out of it. And that led to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that was difficult. And then something else came out of it. And that was good. So I think that that can be very, very good for you to look back and then you kind of gain wisdom through that instead of you're saying being zoomed in and you're constantly in whatever the fight is that you're in. It's hard to learn that way, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of wisdom from going through like tough times. Yeah, we talked about that last podcast. Suffering produces perseverance and character and hope. Yeah, and, and in nature, death, leads to life, right? You need dead things in the soil for new things to be, to grow, literally. So, yeah, and then it, I do, I do feel like it's the same idea as chaos and order that you could, with the apple tree, you could say that the fruit is, is, you know, the thing being alive, but then 
the death is this kind of chaotic thing. It's breaking, but then it's coming back to life and it's breaking and coming back to life. <laughs> and if the apple tree, man, we should probably abandon this metaphor before it breaks down, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like you can get too much, like the tree can just totally die, right? Not just a seasonal dying and losing leaves and then it actually grows. Like you can, we could recognize that. You can actually, things can change and you can totally die. So you shouldn't do that. You should try to avoid that. So it comes back to balance, I guess. Hmm. What about uncertainty? Do you have any certain thoughts about uncertainty? Ooh, lovely phrased. I think having uncertainty is important, but it's the same thing about having that balance. And I don't think we have a choice. So to me, like change, you can try to ring your life around this concept of the sameness and you might not get that because it's just, it's hard, but uncertainty, like you don't have a choice. That's just going to happen. You have no control yeah. of that. And I think I wanted to throw that into this topic for today because I think it's, it's just really important to recognize the fact that there's uncertainty. And I think it's important because once you go back to that first stage of like, we were talking about embracing change. If you mm -hmm. can have this acceptance that there's going to be uncertainty and that things are going to change, to change in some sense, so there's like this this overlap between the two, then I think you'll have a lot better and more fulfilled life because when something comes, it doesn't have to be crazy like we talked about, like losing your job, yeah. but small yeah. things happen throughout your life. Like for instance, you're driving in the road and someone cuts you off. You weren't expecting that. I don't know why that guy did that. But it's like thinking that, hey, you're just going to have a normal drive home. But like that's that could that just might not be true. So like I think just accepting that fact, too, is important. Yeah. And this whole conversation just makes me think of truly how powerful it is to have something like loyalty in your life because everything changes and there's so much uncertainty to do something like get married and say, I will not, I will be married to you for the rest of my life, period. Everything's going to change. We have no certainty about what things will look like, but we do have certainty that we will be together. It's kind of a wild thing to do. I mean, that's a, it, it is, it is a, it, there's a reason that I think marriage should be exalted as better than other things, because that is a specifically difficult and uh virtuous thing to do i think to say that to somebody and then to act it out and actually do it because everything changes to have something in your life that's that consistent is i think unique and same with friendships right to have a friendship that at things change and it's uncertain and you don't even live in the same place maybe you don't talk for a while but then to become to be able to come back to it and still be friends and still want the best for that person. Like those are the things that are the most, like who disagrees with that? Those are the best things about life. Those are the <laughs> most, those are the most important things, right? Is those relationships that are loyal. So I, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a cool thing to come out of this conversation that in contrast, the things that are, oh, and the laws of physics, throw that in there. Throw that in there. That's a good point. Just as important. Well, that was that was I really liked how you kind of threw that, that loyalty in because I wasn't even thinking about that until you said it. And mm. then you said it and I was like, well, like that's actually that, that's a really good point. So that, that was great for you in there. Thank you. So I think it's time for our famous segment. 
called The Takeaway. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Um, your question was, should we embrace change? And the answer is yes. Easy. The difficult <laughs> part, the difficult part becomes how, how do you proceed when things change? Especially when things change when you don't maybe want them to. And I think the idea of embracing change, it's necessary. It's going to be very difficult to live your life if you don't. And so to embrace change is necessary and to be willing to let your perspective be open to change, I think then it, it will shape the, the opportunity that you see. I think that's, that's a lot of what we've said. We talked about how do we decide when we want to do something new? And I think that's definitely a mentality thing as well, right? How much do you want to do that's new versus how much do you want to work on the things that you're doing? So I think your your perspective on how much new things can help you grow is important. Um, I think we talked about like the hope that there is in things changing, that there there could be always new good things that come out of it. So I think that's important. Um, and then we also talked about chaos and order, chaos being that uncertainty that you can't quite get rid of. Uh, and we also talked about how the uncertainty is not necessarily a bad thing, right? If you have no uncertainty, if you if you keep all of that out of your life, the chaos, you stultify. So you need the uncertainty, but not too much of it, just the right amount. So yeah, we, we kind of started down the the question of what what does real balance look like for your life? Right? How do you balance the fact that things change? And how do you balance the fact that things are uncertain? And how do you find the right point for you so that you're not too far in one direction? That's what I got. Loved it, man. That was an incredible takeaway. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Like always, we're incredibly grateful. It's just so fun to do this, and, and we're happy people are getting some some impact from it. But like always, thank you so much, Mike, for joining today. Cheers, man. It's been a pleasure.